Broadcasting live to the world. Now, it's Sheila Zelensky. This is a very sinister Luciferian eugenics plan. These spineless weasels preach what people want to hear. They replace repentance with dreams of the good life. Dying daily, taking up your cross, suffering and sacrificing have been superseded with name it and claim it. Sheila Zelensky. Hi, everyone, and thank you very much for tuning into the Sheila Zelensky Show. A big shout out to everyone listening over there at WWCR, Worldwide Christian Radio, Global Star Radio Network, all our affiliates, our terrestrial stations, and everyone tuning in on the podcast. Thank you so much. And remember, this broadcast is 100% listener supported. We have no advertisements, no interruptions. We've heard from you and we've made some really easy, convenient ways for you to donate, including Cash App, Venmo, Zelle, PayPal. We have a Canadian and a United States address where you can send check or money order as well. You can find all the information, how to partner with us at SheilaZielinski.com. And we'd really want you to stay in the loop. A lot of people, of course, have expressed disappointment because they can't find any of my YouTube videos. Of course, when YouTube took it down, all those videos went with it. So we've moved all my content over to SheilaZielinski.tv and we're working on that right now. And there's a search feature by guest, by show theme, and we've been working on that for about three months. So we're really excited to launch that towards the end of the month. That was a lot of work. If you scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, please enter your email and you will be subscribed to a weekly email that I send out. And I send out updates and announcements of special guests. And I also send you the week's broadcast. Today's show is called Operation Mockingbird. I'm going to be doing some very powerful mass deliverance and prayer, and I want to jump right into this. So in about 1948, there was a CIA boss, his name was Frank Weisner, and he established Operation Mockingbird. And so what was Operation Mockingbird? It was a program to influence the domestic and foreign media. The CIA wanted those journalists not only to relay any sensitive information they discovered to spy for them, but also to write anti-communist, pro-capitalist propaganda when needed. The instigators of Mockingbird were none other than Alan Dulles, remember? As in MKUltra, Alan Dulles involved in all that. In the description, I've linked my show that I cover MKUltra. Weissner recruited Philip Graham to run the project within the industry. Philip Graham was the husband of Catherine Graham, today's publisher of the Washington Post. Yep, the Washington Compost itself. In fact, it was the Post ties to the CIA that allowed them to grow so quickly after World War II. And don't think they don't have a huge readership. They have a lot of influence. Now, this is back in the 40s, so now pay attention to this because in 1949, Philip Graham and John Hayes, the vice president of the Washington 
Washington Post Electronic Media Division bought into CBS Radio. FCC Chairman Wayne Coy approved the deal, and it was Coy that negotiated the establishment of CIA's Radio Free Europe in West Germany in 1948. And perhaps no newspaper is more important to the CIA than the Washington Compost. And because it's located in the nation's capital, enables a paper to maintain a lot of valuable personal contacts, don't kid yourself, with leading intelligence, political, and business figures. So unlike other newspapers, the Post operates its own bureaus around the world. So they don't rely on AP wire services. Now it's interesting that its owner, Philip Graham, had been a military intelligence officer during World War II, and he later became close friends with CIA bosses like Frank Weisner, Alan Dulles, Desmond Fitzgerald, and Richard Helms. Graham inherited Washington Post by marrying Catherine Graham, whose father owned it. And after Philip's suicide in 1963, Catherine took over the Post and she expanded her newspaper's relationship with the CIA. And in a 1988 speech before CIA officials at Langley, Virginia, she stated, we live in a dirty and dangerous world. There are some things that the general public, they don't need to know, and they shouldn't. I believe democracy flourishes best when the government can take legitimate steps to keep secrets, and the press can decide whether to print what it knows or not. Ben Bradley was the Post's managing editor during most of the Cold War. He worked in the U.S. Paris Embassy from 1951 to 1953, where he followed strict orders of the CIA station chief there to place propaganda in the Western European press. And this is Operation Mockingbird. In 1952, Charles Douglas Jackson served as president of the Anti-Communist Free Europe Committee, the NCFE. The organization created and oversaw the Anti-Communist Broadcast Service Radio Free Europe. So they sent leaflets with balloons from West Germany to the Eastern Bloc countries, and each of these balloons was able to drop about 100,000 leaflets. In 1931, Jackson went to work with Henry Luce at Time Magazine. Luce allowed Jackson to organize an anti-isolation propaganda group called the Council for Democracy. During the Second World War, Jackson served as special assistant to the ambassador to Turkey before joining the OSS in 1943. And the following year, he was appointed deputy chief at the Psychological Warfare Division at Supreme Headquarters Allied Expeditionary Force. He started working for the CIA in 1948. And According to journalist Carl Bernstein, C.D. Jackson was Henry Luce's personal emissary to the CIA. So think about that. Henry Lucy, the owner of Time Life, his personal emissary to the CIA. Journalist Bernstein also claimed that in the 1950s, Jackson had arranged for CIA employees to travel with Time Life credentials as cover. In the 50s, they were working closely with the Psychology Strategy Board, and according to the Eisenhower Presidential Library Files, Jackson's area responsibility was defined as the coordination of activities aimed at interpreting world situations to the best advantage of the United States on the Soviet Union, communist China, and other enemies of the Cold War. Let's go back to CIA boss Frank Weisner. He had more than 3,000 CIA officers working in 50 CIA stations around the world. 
A correspondent from New York, Edward Hunter, was working secretly for the OSS's Psychological Warfare Division during the war. Henry Kern, Newsweek's foreign affairs editor in New York, knew he was a CIA contract agent. Hunter was a right-wing extremist who spoke openly in favor of a violent overthrow of the U.S. government under President Kennedy. And think about it, journalism is a perfect cover for CIA officers. People talk freely to journalists. I mean, very few people would think it's suspicious of a journalist aggressively searching for information. So not surprisingly, the CIA began a mission in the late 1940s to recruit American journalists in a big way. The CIA wanted these journalists not only to relay the intelligence they discovered, but to write lies. The China lobby was the first of the big foreign lobbies to blossom after the passage of the 1938 Foreign Affairs Registration Act, which actually more accurately is called the Taiwanese Lobby, aka Republic of China Lobby. CIA Operation Mockingbird funds were given to them. The China lobby demanded and won billions of dollars in U.S. military and economic aid for Chiang's dictatorship, first on mainland China and then on to Taiwan, and ruthlessly suppressed any criticism of nationalist China's shortcomings like drug trafficking and any moves toward diplomatic recognition of the People's Republic of China. In fact, Republicans who rejected criticism of Chiang's corrupt regime and attacked the Truman administration for not sending enough financial and military aid to prevent the fall of China. The nationalist Chinese government pumped more than two million into the Republican campaign in 1948, diverting U.S. aid to fund their public relations campaign, more like propaganda, directed at Americans. The China lobby was organized by men close to the CIA. Philip Horton of Reporter Magazine, who was a CIA station chief in Paris in the late 1940s, and Albert Friendly of the Washington Post. Friendly was a World War II OSS veteran who also worked in Paris with numerous other CIA officers, including E. Howard Hunt. In 1947, OSS officer Philip Horton joined Time magazine as an editor, and two years later, he became the executive editor of The Reporter, where he remained until the magazine ceased publication in 1970. He continued to work for the CIA's Operation Mockingbird, which is propaganda directed at Americans. Author Stanley D. Brock, in his book, The Committee of One Million, China Lobby, provided strong evidence of the covert CIA financing of COM. William J. Goodwin was a member of the Catholic Front and an anti-Semite and a Hitler apologist. He was hired as an expert for the Chinese national resources, so he would wine and dine congressmen and senators. In this book, it's outlined that William J. Goodwin was a highly paid PR guy for the China lobby. Now let's go back to Henry Lucy, the founder of Time and Life magazines. He was a member of the China lobby, as was Minnesota Congressman Walter Judd, who was a medical missionary in China. They formed a lobby group called the Friends of China. It was also connected to an anti-union organization like the American fascists and other groups sympathetic to Hitler. 
They went on to organize in 1952 aid refugee Chinese intellectuals, sponsored by many of the same people who backed COM. Its purpose to aid and publicize the plight of Chinese intellectuals who fled the mainland. ARCI was in constant touch with the Psychological Strategy Board set up under Truman to oversee all the CIA psychological warfare operations. In fact, it was the CIA that gave the Chinese its initial funding. That was actually how they started their work. ARCI was more than just a foreign CIA operation. It had an important domestic role as well. Thus, through ARCI, the CIA was financing political propaganda directed at Americans. According to the author Deborah Davis, her book, Catherine the Great, by the early 1950s, Wisner owned respected members of the New York Times, Newsweek, CBS, and many other communications vehicles. In 1951, she writes, CIA Director Alan W. Dulles persuaded Cord Meyer to join the CIA. According to Deborah Davis, Meyer became... Mockingbird's principal CIA officer. In the 1950s, according to Alex Constantine in his book Mockingbird, The Subversion of the Free Press by the CIA, they had some 3,000 salaried and contracted CIA employees, all engaged in propaganda efforts. Weissner was also able to restrict newspapers from reporting about certain stories, like, say, CIA-connected operations, CIA plots to overthrow the governments of Iran, Operation Ajax, Guatemala, anything. It was carte blanche to cover stories. Ellen Dulles was even able to keep journalists from traveling to Guatemala, including Sidney Grusin of the New York Times, where he might have learned a lot, maybe a little too much about the CIA's political warfare. After 1953, the media network was overseen by Ellen Dulles, by which time Operation Mockingbird had major influence over 30-plus newspapers and wire agencies. The usual operation was placing reports developed from intelligence to cooperating and willing reporters, which in turn would be then cited throughout the media wire services and back to Americans. David A. Phillips joined the CIA as a contract agent in 1950 in Chile, where he owned the South Pacific Mail, an English-language newspaper that circulated throughout South America and several islands in the Pacific. In 1954, the managing editor of the Saturday Evening Post, Robert Fuas, assured an aide to Alan Dulles that the CIA would preview news stories before they went to press. The CIA had also secretly bought out and created its own media companies. It owned 50% of the Rome Daily American at a time when communists were threatening to win the Italian elections. And worse, the CIA has bought many domestic media companies. Radio Corporation of America's chairman of the board, David Sarnoff, he was working for them. William S. Paley, the founder of Columbia Broadcasting System, CBS. Almost all local televisions by 1975 through 78 were picked up and CIA's Radio Free Europe and Radio Liberty. So going back to the psychological warfare branch, remember in the Office of War Information at Allied Force Headquarters in London? They were in cahoots with CBS's head of European news, Frank Stanton, president of CBS, a good friend of Colonel Paley, who again served as director of radio operations of the psychological warfare branch at Allied Force Headquarters in London. That was the Office of War Information. So what kind of propaganda 
pumping machine do you think we're dealing with here? In a newspaper article of the New York Times, it said that Sig Mickelson, the first director of CBS's TV News, well, guess who he recruited? Walter Cronkite, a former intelligence officer and who during immediate post-war period was a Moscow correspondent. Cronkite was lured to CBS by Operation Mockingbird's Phil Graham, remember the publisher and co-owner of the Washington Post. No one ever turned a suspicious eye as to his slant on the news. The CIA bought many U.S. media companies. A prime example is Capital City Communications, created in the 50s by CIA officer William Casey. In 1946, Capital City's origins traced to Hyman Rosenblum, a local Albany businessman, and several investors, including Congressman Leo William O'Brien, via local radio station. CIA officer Casey was Capital City's ABC Inc. chief counsel and a member of its board of directors until 1981. And he owned $8 million in stock in the merged entity called the Cap City's largest holding. President Reagan appointed him as the CIA director. And this is how I think the CIA secretly purchased a large share of CBS for their Operation Mockingbird. Because in 1960, the company's name was changed to Capital Cities Broadcasting. It had close ties to the U.S. intelligence community. And there's even rumors that Ronald Reagan's acting career was launched by Operation Mockingbird. And this is documented in a book uh, with some pretty damning evidence. Recruited by Operation Mockingbird's crusade for freedom to raise funds for the resettlement of former war criminal Nazis in the U.S., Reagan signed a secret waiver of the conflict of interest rule with the mob-controlled studio, in effect granting it a labor monopoly on early television programming. In exchange, MCA made Reagan a part owner. Lou Wasserman, a major stock owner of MCA, became a guiding force in Reagan's political ambition and helped him win the presidency of the Screen Actors Guild and then election as governor of California in 1966 and then the presidency in 1980. Music Corporation of America, aka MCA Inc., was formed in 1924 by Jules Stein and William Goodhart. Lou Wasserman joined MCA in 1936 and rose through the ranks of MCA for more than four decades. In 1958, MCA acquired Paramount Pictures. In 1958, the book Masters of Deceit was published. It was allegedly written by FBI director J. Edgar Hoover, and it became an instant massive bestseller. In truth, the book had been written by four or five bureau agents assigned to the job. FBI agents all over the country were required to promote the book and place reviews in friendly newspapers. These book reviews were also written in advance at the bureau. In 1963, CIA director John McCone discovered that Random House intended to publish a book, Invisible Government, by David Wise and Thomas Ross. McCone felt that the book intended to look at his links with the military-industrial complex. The authors also claimed that the CIA was having a major influence on American foreign policy and on the media. The book covered the role that the CIA played in the Bay of Pigs operation and just really delved into the covert operations taking place in Laos and Vietnam. And what did John McCone do? got a hold of some of his buddies at Random House Publishing to delete parts of the book. So, McCone formed a special group to deal with future books 
and arranged for it to get bad reviews and brought up a term called conspiracy theorists. Several years later, Invisible Government was published and it was a first full account of America's political warfare actions. It made connections how intelligent branches of the state and defense departments, even the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, and the most important organizations involved in the process with the CIA. In 65, CIA officer Desmond Fitzgerald was appointed as head of directorate for operations, that is, clandestine operations, and he took charge of Mockingbird. A year later, Fitzgerald discovered that a left-wing publication called Ramparts was planning to publish that the CIA had been secretly funding and blackmailing heads of media. In 1967, Thomas Braden, an American CIA official and journalist, became a personal assistant at the CIA to Alan Dulles. He was assigned the codename Homer Hoskins. Braden pushed for the CIA to establish a CIA operation to support more modern unions in Europe. And in a short time, the CIA provided some $16 million a year through Braden to travel around Europe and buy up many newspapers. One of the ones, he became the owner of the Oceanside, California. The newspaper, the Blade Tribune, which he bought with a loan from his friend Nelson Rockefeller. Cord Meyer's role in Operation Mockingbird was exposed in 1972 when he was accused of interfering with the publication of a book, The Politics of Heroin in Southeast Asia, by Wilfred W. McCoy. The book was highly critical of drug trafficking linked to the CIA, and it disclosed that 30% of GIs serving in South Vietnam had become heroin addicts. Heroin was being sold and transported out through U.S. soldiers and by ranking South Vietnamese generals and sold to the North American Mafia. In the 50s and 60s, the FBI and the CIA and directors conspired to harass and eliminate the voices of students and faculty deemed subversive at universities, particularly the University of California. In 1962, Prescott Bush, along with CIA officer William Casey and others, founded the National Strategy Information Center, again, propaganda directed at United States persons. It had been discovered that many CIA workers were working in lockstep with Hollywood's Paramount Studios and other large studios influencing the content of the films the companies were making. Hugh Wilford wrote a book, The Mighty Wurlitzer, How the CIA Played America, and he documents a senior executive at Paramount was one of the top CIA assets. His name was Luigi Larashi. He was head of the foreign and domestic censorship at the studio, and his job was to iron out any political, moral, or religious problems. Other studios, including MGM and RKO, had similar CIA officers working for them. Another important figure in this group was Howard Hughes, the boss of RKO Pictures. There's a really, really good book called Propaganda and Disinformation, How the CIA Manufactures History by Victor Marchetti. 
And in it, he documents Harry Truman, who falsely claimed that I never had any thought when I set up the CIA that it would be injected into every area of peacetime cloak and dagger operations, but who willingly employed the agency to carry out clandestine espionage and covert intervention in the affairs of other countries. The CIA, he documents, is literally, without getting into reading the whole book, I'm going to tell you, to summarize, he says that the absolute history that has been manufactured, and really the CIA was involved in suppressing history. When Jimmy Carter came into office, he claimed he was going to reform the CIA. No sooner than he was in the White House, the CIA decided to test him, and they leaked the news that Jordan's King Hussein had been paid by the CIA. Hussein, when he was interviewed, he told the press, yeah, I took the money. I used it for the intelligence service, and that's all I'm going to say. And the most startling example of the CIA's absolute mass manipulation of the publishing world and the media is the case of Khrushchev Remembers. And it gets into all sorts of deals with the KGB, the USSR at the highest level, and how Nixon and the CIA were linked to Stalinist hardliners, the KGB cooperated in carrying out certain operations, and large publications like the Time Bureau in Moscow, and how they were all really working in cahoots. And I could do a whole entire show just about the JFK assassination cover-ups by media sources, including Washington Post, Rolling Stone magazine. After leaving the Washington Post in 1977, journalist Carl Bernstein spent six months looking at the relationship relationship of the CIA and the press during the Cold War years. His 25,000 word cover story was published in Rolling Stone magazine in 1977 and the headline read Operation Mockingbird how the Jesuit controlled CIA control mainstream news. You can imagine. <laughs> what he delved into is also that the mainstream media censored truth discovered by many reporters regarding the criminal conspiracy in the JFK assassination. Even before Kennedy was killed, the mainstream media was pumping out propaganda. A lot of the bought and paid for magazines in 1963 were entitled Why Kennedy is in Trouble. For example, July 2nd, 1963 edition of Look Magazine. That's what the article was called. Why Kennedy is in Trouble. The insider title, Why There's Trouble in the New Frontier with President Kennedy. July 5th, 63 edition of Life Magazine. There was a photo of President Kennedy riding in a motorcade in Germany. After the JFK assassinations, about 20 corporate media outfits fell into line and editorially backed the Warren Commission's report after it was issued in October of 64. Many question and continue to question the findings, but the media was bought out. Other sides were never really divulged. They were all involved. I mean, big ones like Time Life were involved in direct evidence suppression from the very beginning. And in 1967, CIA director Richard Helms launched a secret worldwide campaign entitled Countering Warren Commission Critics, which sought to discredit every single JFK conspiracy theorist with newspaper editors and reporters. CIA's deputy director for counterintelligence, James Angleton, targeted Jim Garrison and established a secret committee which monitored Garrison's investigation for over three years. Declassified documents show that Angleton's Garrison group outlines all the CIA's little secrets 
and how they labeled everyone that had questions about JFK's assassination as conspiracy theorists. In fact, they had a target file of who the CIA considered to be hostile. Anybody that probed into the JFK case were in the target file. National Broadcasting Company, NBC, also became one of the big active participants in the government's efforts to ruin Jim Garrison. I mean, I could go on and on from NBC to Newsweek how all the major players were suppressing all the information. Time Magazine, Newsweek, U.S. News, The New York Times, NBC, CBC, ABC, United Press International, 20 major U.S. news organizations from 67 to 69 did not have the courage of their convictions in analyzing conspiratorial evidence. Dorothy Kilgan was writing several articles over the span of a year about the JFK assassination for the newspapers. When it came to her column, she said the owner of the New York newspaper where a column appeared refused to let her print any stories in opposition to the Warren Commission. Let's not forget that President Ford nominated Nelson Rockefeller to head the commission in the 70s. The movie JFK made by Oliver Stone was attacked by so many journalists who had since the early 60s steadfastly defended the long gunman theory and 85% of the studio executives wanted to withdraw the movie. And they were pressured by the CIA to do that. Jack Valenti at the time was president and chief executive of the Motion Pictures Associations of America. He was President Lyndon Johnson's special advisor, denounced Stone's film in a seven-page statement that went everywhere. Journalist Dan Rather, another CIA mockingbird puppet, hosted a CBS program on the JFK movie and ran it down right to the ground as not truth. Another more notorious CIA electronic surveillance Operation Mockingbird project involved tapping the Washington, D.C. telephones of two U.S. newspaper reporters in 1963. The operation was done with the support of the telephone company and consent of the attorney general. The reporters had published extensive news articles that contained highly classified CIA information. The CIA, what did they do? They tapped the reporters' phones to identify the sources of the classified information in order to prevent such leaks from continuing. That particular sub-operation culminated in the identification of dozens and dozens of reporters, including a White House staffer and assistant attorney general, 22 congressional staffers, seven members of Congress, and 12 senators. The CIA's warrantless telephone tap of the phones of various U.S. reporters determining their sources of information was tied in with the Rockefeller Commission. After the Watergate scandal and the 70s, Congress became concerned over possible presidential abuses of the CIA. Oh, gee, you think? But it had uncovered that CIA maintains a network of hundreds of individuals, probably thousands, really, both domestic and foreign individuals around the world who provide intelligence for the CIA and influence the media through the use of covert propaganda. Newspapers, periodicals, scores of press services, news agencies, radio, television stations, commercial book publishers, Hollywood foreign press, Hollywood studios, the list goes on and on and on, folks, of these covert relationships and how it jeopardizes the credibility of the American press. And people say, well, the CIA did have extensive paid and contractual relationships with journalists, but, oh, that ended about 
40 years ago. Oh, and it's uh, prohibited by executive order as well as national security law. Oh, you think so? Whether you realize it or not, folks, the CIA is only one cog in the wheel that is controlling everything around you. The Trilateral Commission, the CFR is a big one, the Council of Foreign Relations, but the CIA is really the epicenter for this corruption. These guys are responsible for the gathering of any and all information that goes out throughout the world. They keep all matters of business in check. And what does that mean for us? They are essentially pulling all of the strings. Their authority is far-reaching and overrides most common sense. Former CIA Director William Colby was quoted once as saying, the CIA owns everyone of major significance in the major media. And he isn't lying either. Because after all, it's their duty to protect the well-being of their citizens, even if that means suppressing the truth. And if you want to read some more, there's really some deeper CIA operations that the government doesn't want you to know about. The way that they've manipulated the public is incredible. Look up 1944 Project Pigeon. Operation Northwoods in 1962, the Bay of Pigs invasion, Operation Mongoose, Operation Midnight Climax, that was LSD. They, that's where they used human test subjects on LSD trips. The Stargate Project of 1995, Project MKUltra, of course, I've done a show on that. I'll link below. Probably one of the most notable, it's the daring operation conducted by the CIA to conduct experiments of mind control to essentially create zombies to perform tasks like Manchurian candidate level tasks. Even it's divulged that some people were trained assassins. The test subjects, they were given just horrible forms of torture, electric shock, various forms of brainwashing. They were given all sorts of drugs, LSD. They were pushed to their limits, both physically and chemically. And it's said that these acts are still being carried out today on a mass scale using these techniques. Psychological operations were brought in, really high-level mind control. Do you ever notice also that most of the news channels are saying the same thing? Operation Mockingbird was created by the CIA to weaponize news outlets against the general public. You are being brainwashed, programmed. Remember what William J. Casey, the director of the CIA, said? We'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. The tagline of the CIA should be distorting reality worldwide. Think about this, folks. The CIA was so effective in its efforts in absolute the spreading of propaganda, the suppression of real news, so effective in its efforts that by the 1950s, they'd managed to infiltrate every level of American businesses, media, universities. Tens of thousands of operatives were on call and ready to act at a moment's Notice, the list of news organizations is too many to list. There was at least 500 CIA agents that were actively involved in just the U.S. media portion to control what was being reported through American mainstream television, newspapers, and magazines. It's been discovered that CIA funded more than one movie, including Animal Farm by George Orwell, an entire absolute CIA infiltration of all our media. This is a really important principle. The main thing is for the media to always deny that a conspiracy exists. And they can be counted on to ridicule anyone who goes anywhere near saying that a conspiracy exists or gets too close to reporting what's really going on. 
or especially who's behind it. If it becomes impossible to hide a blatant move by the government that the people will start to question, well, then it's made to look like an accident or a mistake, not a deliberate, calculated part of the agenda. Here's a good example to see the extensive influence in the media in the 1990s, one could access the article by Richard Harwood, the Council of Foreign Relations, titled Ruling Class Journalists. In the Washington Post of October 30th, 1993, it shows the interlocking of CFR members in the media and government and how they have near dominance in the newspaper and magazine genre. This was the last time they were so open about their influence. To illustrate the thinking of a typical CFR member in the media and government, we can look to Richard Stengel. Stengel was a former undersecretary for public diplomacy and public affairs under Obama, and he served as managing editor of Time. At a forum hosted by the CFR called Political Disruptions, Combating Disinformation and Fake News, on April 20, 2018, Stengel said the following, Basically, every country creates their own narrative story, and you know my old job at the State Department was what people used to joke as the chief propagandist job. We haven't talked about propaganda. Propaganda. I'm not against propaganda. Every country does it and they have to do it to their own population. And I don't necessarily think it's awful. Now think about that. Stengel is a member of the CFR and a Rhodes Scholar. Earlier in Stengel's career was CEO of National Constitutional Center, teaching journalists constitutional training. Oh, well, isn't that lovely? He also helped Nelson Mandela write his autobiography, and Mandela was a member of the South African Communist Party up until the day that he died. But that wasn't reported in the American media. Why is that? In a free country, the government should not propagandize their people. This is contrary to the idea of the people being sovereign, not the government. We, the people, as begins the Constitution, the basic law of our country, if the government propagandizes the people, particularly in lockstep and league with the CFR-influenced media, then the people are absolutely handicapped from being able to make independent decisions, and especially at the ballot box, and are no longer free in the true sense of the word. And here's the deal. You have no idea how the CFR has been very influential in the media through its members owning outlets, producing the news, in print or on the air, or sitting in the chair in the front of the camera. Such personalities bracket all news media outlets, both liberal and conservative. By the way, all you Fox News listeners, did you know that Rupert Murdoch is a very big member of the Bilderberg Group? Do you really think that conservative outlets are really telling the story controlled by fake news, Fox News? Come on, people, don't be fooled. It's two wings of the same ugly bird. They're simply not telling the truth. And liberal media outlets have a tendency to lie right out. Listen, these conservative pundits and their positions on economics and other things can be very seemingly patriotic, but they never deviate from the basic tenant of the CFR of promoting solutions that further the international agenda. Think about the fact that the New York Times was purchased in 1896 by Alfred Oakes. The investors were who? J.P. Morgan, Jacob Schiff, a Bolshevik financier, and Rothschild agent August Belmont. Over the years, the New York Times has had several CFR members in management. Wall Street Journal, 
Absolute CFR puppets. Washington Post CFR puppets. ABC owned by Disney Corp. The chairman of ABC Disney Group is Benjamin Sherwood, a Rhodes Scholar and member of the CFR. Heavy ties to Chatham House, by the way. And I mean, I could do a whole show on just Disney alone. I think you've seen my Disney deception. NBC, a subsidiary of RCA, headed by David Sarnoff, CFR, Council of Foreign Relations. Today, it's owned by Comcast. CNN, owned by Time Warner, whose CEO is CFR member Jeffrey Books. I mean, CNN, the fakest of fake news. I don't have to tell you. And they're all linked to the Facebook, the Googles, the Microsoft. Because smart TVs are not only always watching you with integrated cameras. They are always watching. And Facebook, I mean, we could do a five-part series on just Zuckerberg alone, couldn't we? So you see how this is all interconnected. And the reason that this stuff is important is because when you work in lockstep with absolute suppression of the truth, well, then the general public is duped. And look at the dumbing down of America in the last 50, 60, 70 years, folks. This has been a cradle-to-grave operation. And that's why you have 75% of students that have been pulled across North American universities like the idea of socialism. Folks, we are being hit daily by propaganda. And this Pravda press today is a weaponized propaganda arm of the far left paid by Soros and Ilk. We are gripped in a mass media frenzied hysteria of lies and propaganda by evil evil, treasonous hucksters. We're living under an Orwellian totalitarian regime beyond any imagination of the censorship of independent media. Tech giants are dramatically escalating their censorship actions to silence all dissenters, all independent voices that might question any official narrative. This is why folks that community grassroots things are so important, especially in your communities, these home church groups. Folks, look at the state of the church, the clergy response team, these Illuminati Luciferian suppressors that want to close down the church. They don't want people to assemble because you know what happens when people assemble. And that is why getting deliverance from mind control, because folks, we are getting pummeled every Every single day, it doesn't matter if we walk in a drugstore, a grocery store, you turn your radio on for five seconds. We're getting pummeled and pummeled and hit on every side with absolute propaganda, folks. We need to arm ourselves. And the way that we get out of this, folks, the way that we fight back against this is it's time for Christians to understand the importance of warfare, folks. Spiritual warfare. Something that never gets talked about in the churches. And why do you think Satan has done such a good job of trying to suppress this information in the churches? You know what today's church is about? Skinny jeans, smoke machines, quarantines. Do you know that lots of these churches now are vaccine centers? I'm getting reports all over North America and the world of pastors saying churches run by governments now. They're getting paid to either stay closed or open their church up as a vaccine center. Pastors are encouraged to get their congregations vaccinated, stating that they have a religious moral obligation to do so. And there is layers and layers to this. And you know what the answer is? 
It is about how to start effectively waging war on this agenda. And I'm going to do that. We are not fighting flesh and blood. And I know there's lots of elections going on, but folks, there is no political solution for a spiritual problem. It is time that the body of Christ, the army of the living God, rose up and stepped up to the plate. The battle is spiritual, folks, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Jesus told us to do what? What did he do? Jesus told us to do what he did. What did he do? He destroyed the works of the enemy, and we have been given power and authority So what we're going to do here in the last part of the program is it's very important for us as Christians to get equipped. And in order to do that, a lot of this programming, the MK Ultra, Operation Mockingbird, the Monarch programming, and so much more, what does it really equate to? It equates to end time mind control. This is a really heavy form of bewitchment. So we already see this, don't we? Why is this relevant right now? And why did I choose to really get into Operation Mockingbird because everything in the media is controlled, including the narrative that you're getting bombarded on a day-to-day basis with mind control. Media mind control is one massive part of this. Every single day, we're getting absolutely inundated with COVID this, COVID this, and COVID itself, the word COVID is a mind control word that snaps people back into that trance. And that's why it's so important to get deliverance from all of this, the dark energy. I've talked about scalar sorcery. I believe this is a mass egregory spirit. It puts you in this spellbound bewitchment. They use spellbinding, spellbound bewitchments. The evil spirits have legal ground and you become infested with demonic entities once this vaccine is taken. Ask yourself this, why is the media pushing this narrative so hard and all these variants? And I really believe this is a right now message to get you this information and for us to get mass deliverance on all of this, a daily bombardment, a steady diet of this. And so As you know, spiritual warfare and deliverance is such a critical part of my ministry. There's just no churches that are doing this kind of stuff, really. There's very few of us that are really going after these mind control spirits. Operation Mockingbird is just, it's one cog in the absolute mind control behemoth that we've been exposed to. It's really hitting us every single day. So I'm going to just start calling these spirits out and we're going to go after these spirits. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now. We cover this prayer with the blood of Jesus. I cover every person listening with the protective blood of Jesus Christ. And I ask for mighty warrior angels to come in now and assist in deliverance and even angels to stand linking arms shoulder to shoulder around everybody listening. Father, we have the power and authority. You said, behold, Luke 10, 19, you give us power and authority over all these principalities, powers, rulers, dominions, mights in the name of Jesus. We have that power. So I'm going to start calling these things out. So all spirits of CIA mind control in any form, whether it's MK Ultra, all these other operations, Operation Mockingbird, I break your power off the people of God right now in Jesus' name, and I command all associated demons to manifest and come out of the people right now. Start moving out. Angels, move them out. All access programs, backup programming, black box programming, all the carousel program, 
castle programming. I break your power. Come off the people right now in Jesus' name. Delta, Disney, the Chi programming, death programming, denial programming, assassination programming, betrayal, cocoon programming, dehumanizing programming, demonology programming, Alice in Wonderland programming. I break your power off the people right now. Alpha programming, Cinderella programming. Come on, start moving off the people right now. Distortion programming, all the litany of this mask programming, end time programming. I break your power and I command you to start moving off the people right now. The men's of programming, military programming, Omega programming. Let's go. Come on, octopus programming, suicide programming. Father, there's so many of them. You know all the programmings, the subliminal reinforcement programs, Thor programming. The list is too extensive, but I break all the programming off the people right now. Alpha, beta, delta, gamma, theta, zeta, all that programming. I break your power right now off the people of God. Let's go. Start moving out. All mind control, end time mind control, Arcturus, Masroth, Taurus, Mars, Betelgeuse, Marticus, I bind you and break your power and command you to come off the people. Start moving out of the people right now in Jesus' name. All these media, it uses access codes, schemes, hidden codes, all the newspaper, television, ad, radio, the litany of broadcasting programming. I break the power off the people. All these cult symbols and mind control taps and almost like a Morse code, they use these flashes and they use telepathic signals and they use secret codes and patterns patterns and telegraphic things, all the astral projection, telepathy, the soul travel in which they use to enforce these kind of controls, the hallucinogenics, all these drugs, even drugs that people took in the past. We break the power of all these hallucinogenic drugs that weaken the mind. Witches enter in through these illusionary worlds. So all the psychotherapy, hypnotic visualization, visualization techniques, they even use them in the public schools. This is being practiced starting from first grade teachers, witchcraft practices implemented under the guise of relaxation, all relaxation techniques that have ever been used to desensitize the people, all these codes. I break the power of all these codes and I command all these altars that go with it, these subconscious mind implants, triggers, codes, cues, subconscious, unconscious mind, every single spirit come out in Jesus' name that are using these codes. All hypnosis, that is a massive area. Hypnosis as in derived from the Greek word hypnos, meaning sleep. It puts you in this artificial state of sleep paralysis. I break the power of all that off the people right now and all you demons start moving out. Come on, all you hypnosis demons, move off the people. Come on, let's go. It's always been a powerful tool for the occult. All the spiritual realm hypnosis, drugs, meditation, visualization, trance, Edgar Casey spirits. Come on, let's go. I break you off the people. I command all spirits to come out in that category. Start moving off the people right now. All sorcery, divination, enchantments, bewitchments, these hexes, vexes, the hoodoo, the voodoo that's been used for brainwashing techniques, mediums, wizards, enchanters, charmers. I bind you and break your power. You using familiar spirits. Come on, all familiar spirits, come off the people right now. The cloak and dagger, the secrecy, the cloak of secrecy, the wave, the electronic mishmash of all this esoteric hidden wisdom of the divine light, as the magicians will say. Magic. I 
Break your power off the people. NLP masters, these practitioners, use magic the NLP way. All these master practitioners, spirits of NLP and hypnosis, I break your power. The middle pillar ritual, the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram, I command you to come off the people now. The power of the sphinx, the tau, the power of the chi. Come on, I bind you and break your power and command all you spirits. I'm calling you out. You have to get off the people right now. Spell casting, spell binding, mind binding, hypnotic rituals, hypnotic spells, magical weapons, invocation of any of these weapons. I bind you and break your power and I command you to loose the people right now. Come on, let's go. Move off the people right now. Come on, all you NLP techniques, methodologies like these Milton models, the swish techniques, the reframing, all these magical processes. Let's go. I break your power off the people of God right now. Mind changing. Again, targeting the mind. All you spirits involved in mind control mind changing, mind binding, mind blinding, psychic mind binding, new age ideology quotes all these Hindu mystics that the larger expanded consciousness in astrology, the age of Aquarius, zodiac causation spirits, I break your power, channeling, clairvoyance, mind reading, telepathy, crystals, vibrating, all that NLP, all the magic, let's go, all the syntax, visualization and meditation, metaphysical, trance, states of consciousness, transcendental meditation, meditation, I break your power. All the shamanism, Sanskrit shamanism, Vedic Hinduism, yoga, yoga meditation, I break your power off the people right now. Every spirit of programming, get off the people. The spirit of oppression that comes with that. Father, we scatter the birds of the air, the operation mocking birds. We bind their beaks and break their claws in the name of Jesus. All these big bird spirits. Ecclesiastes 10.10 talks about the birds. All these ley lines, the interception, the distortion and attacks against us. God, you see all these spirits that are operating in all these mind control programs, Mockingbird, MKUltra, these are all implemented in COVID, Father. It's a mass brainwashing program, but it's really about depopulation. Lord, you say thine enemies make a tumult. Lord God Almighty, we ask that you do to all these workers of iniquity that are involved in this, what is declared in your word, do unto them as unto the Midianites, as to Sisera, as to Jab, and as the brook of Kisan, which perished at Endor. They became as dung for the earth. Father, we bind up all the work of these workers of iniquity, the soul hunters, witches, Wiccans, witch doctors, sorcerers, necromancers, these wizards and all these operators of this evil practices that are sending these forms of witchcraft mind control against us. We sever each silver cord charm or any object used by them against us and we apply the blood of Jesus over them. We lose civil war in the enemy camp and we ask for a wall of fire, the Holy Spirit to burn the banners and scrolls of the enemy workers and carrying out these assignments against the people of God. Fire of God burned to ashes every power programmed against us. Prepare the instruments of death, Father, against your enemies, not our enemies. These witches are your enemies. Lord, build the hedge of fire around us and let your angels encamp around us and our families. We cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. We come against all this black magic, all these spells, incantations. I command all spirits of the egregory, get off the people now. I'm going to start calling these things out. Egregory spirits, go, thought forms, haze, steel box, witchcraft, insanity. Your 
thoughts are not your own. Spirits of thought forms, all mind-binding, psychic mind, mind power, psychic prayer, mind control. Like all of this every day we hear it, Father. We're all in this together. Mantras, tantras, distortion. Got to change your mind. All the indoctrination, all the propaganda, the acceptance that we need to think differently. It goes back to the TV, beta, theta, alpha programming, delta programming, all the conditioning, cognitive dissonance, like flattening the curve, standing together six feet apart. All of this is witchcraft, mind control, mantras. We bind the prince of the power, the air that is working in all this, Father. All the lunar magic, the thirgy, the druid spirits, the spirits of antichrist, the spirits that are paralyzing the people through anxiety, panic, fear, disease, unease, fear of going crazy, double-mindedness, spirits of schizophrenia, lack of control, the doubt and unbelief, but mostly all this keeps instilling fear on the people, problem, reaction, solution, the vaccine is savior, all to do with the COVID vaccine is savior, we bind up every spirit and loose the judgments of God on every one of these ones that we've named today, we loose the judgments of God and the vengeance of God on you spirits and you will go right now, every one of you that has been called out, you're to go to the deep, dark, dry places right now or where the Lord Jesus Christ commands you to go. We bind up the oppressive haze of distortion spirit off the people and instead we lose power of love and a sound mind right now. We lose clarity on the people. We renounce and rebuke every spirit behind this vaccine passport and we bring down all the giants in the name of Jesus. The giants behind vaccine passport pushing agenda, Father, Second Chronicles 22 and 24 tells us that you turned the enemy on each other. So we ask for that civil war really in the enemy camp that has also been pushed in the media behind this Operation Mockingbird. We are not going to be stuck in circumstances even though it looks like the enemy is bearing down on us just as it looked when Moses and the people faced the Red Sea. Help us go forward in your power and your might and in our authority, Lord, and help us keep binding up the strong man behind this COVID agenda, this Luciferian eugenics depopulation plan. Help us wage war on this, Lord. Help your people rise up and do mighty spiritual warfare and become part of the army of the Lord affirmed resolve and strength and we rebuke satan from all these circumstances he's behind involving this vaccine agenda the vaccination agenda we rebuke these devils just like jesus rebuked the storm we rebuke this storm as well we free ourselves from all this witchcraft mind control in the name of jesus we rebuke the power of being controlled by fear we're not going to have a job we're not going to be able to go to work you know what you are Jehovah Jireh our provider and we declare that we are not going to let anybody intimidate us well I really want to travel so I bind up all those spirits of acquiescing to this demonic agenda in the mighty name of Jesus Christ we are standing together in authority we bind the strong man of the United Nations and the Council of Foreign Relations and all these evil doers that are behind this Lord we rebuke those devils fear is a form of control that is witchcraft witchcraft control we bind you and break your power the bible says fear is a torment we rebuke the tormentors father deliver us from the hands of our enemy
Renounce your fear right now. Fear of what? You fill in the blank. I fear. Fill in that blank right now. All layers of fear. We rebuke you and we command you to come off the people right now in Jesus Christ's name. Everything connected with COVID, every layer of it, we bind you. We break your power and we rebuke you off the people right now. I break your power off the people of God right now. And all the fear, even in layers of you got to go buy this and they're running out of food and we're running out of that and all the steady fear. It's coming on both sides. Fear of not having enough money, not having enough food, not saying people can't prep, but it's the steady fear that's surrounding. It's just spirits of fear on multi-levels. Deep-seated anxiety and stress. We loose the judgments of God on you, you foul spirits of fear, you spirits of death. Get off the people right now. Fear not them which kill the body, the scripture says in Matthew 10, 28, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. That should be our first concern right now. Start binding up those devils. You start doing this too every day and start doing daily spiritual warfare. That is really important. Carl and I wrote Power Prayers, Warfare That Works, and It Works, and that is an important book because you need to do daily spiritual warfare, folks. It is so important in these very last days, and we are out of time, and we'll see you real soon. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Good night.